Blog Talk Radio. You know, I just listened to a show from October 7th, 2009, and I was talking a lot faster then. I've slowed down to help you people understand me. And you know why? Because I've got some important messages to give everybody. And today, I'm going to talk about diversity hiring. You know, I always thought that diversity hiring was a good, legitimate measure against discrimination. You want to make sure that you're including everybody, okay? But it's boosters, the people who were always promoting it, they kept saying that it was more than that, right? I never found their explanations uh, substantial. They, In fact, they didn't give them, right? And I never understood how hiring a Greek programmer instead of an Italian programmer, was going to improve the quality of work on a team and increase the bottom line. That was a mystery to me, and it was a mystery to the people who were pushing it on me, okay? But this week in Scientific American, I read an explanation that makes some sense. Psychologists have done studies on how people share ideas, and if you believe that someone is like you, You're going to assume that he knows everything you do and that he or she thinks the same way as you do. I shouldn't say she, okay? You'll see in a minute why. So if you think the other person is like you, you get lazy when you share ideas because, you know, you don't think you have to work very hard to get your point across. But when you see that someone is different from you in some way, you know, skin color, gender, uh, political orientation, you don't assume that they're going to get it really easily. So you make an extra effort to articulate your ideas clearly, and that effort to articulate your ideas improves your thinking, and uh, that makes you more productive and creative and innovative, and that's what it says. And I'll just give you one example. They had researchers. They had these uh, subjects. Um, identify as Democrats or Republicans. So they're real political orientations. Then they had them read a murder mystery. They had to figure out who did it. And then they had to sell that idea to another person. But before they talked to that person, they were told that it's a person from another political party or their own political party. And it was proved that if it was someone who was a a Democrat and you're a Republican or vice versa, you worked a lot harder. You prepared harder to get the idea of a cross. I don't know because you thought they were just dumb or or, you know, just that they didn't understand your point of view. I think that's really it. Anyway, uh, what else can I tell you? Let me see if uh, Jerry showed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I you, you don't, you don't need to start me. off slamming me like that, like I'm unreliable. You are unreliable. I'll hang up right now. At 12, uh, yeah, I start doing <laughs> this intro. I keep looking. Is Jerry here? Or do I, ha- so I, I called in at 10-2 and you told me to buzz off. Every minute of my life is valuable. Every minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why do I have the show geared up there, you know? Because I was worried that you wouldn't get here. Oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, okay. You know, this is, I just want to (laughs) say. I'm I'm sitting here in my basement, in my stretchy pants. I've got nothing else to do. I'll be here. Yeah, I know. Why the hell are you here two minutes before the show starts? Anyway, you know what I what was I going to say? Yeah, we've got, <laughs> we've got a very diverse group of callers, right? And we warn the guests we're not going to agree with anything you say, and that makes him or her smarter. On Jerry Jerry, what show is it? Oh, you know what show it is? The recruiting animal.
And I want to thank my sponsors. Before we do anything else, you the great are welcome. Thank you, Jerry. The great Martin Snyder. Oh. I call him Marty. He likes it. It's okay, you know. Uh, he's the boss over at PC Recruiter. They're the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Nintran, N-I-N-H-Tran, the COO. You know, there's no more COOs in the Toronto Board of Education. You can't call anybody chief. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you can't call anybody chief there. They they said it's, uh, you know, an insult to uh, Native Canadians. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Nintran is still the COO at Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And finally, our new guy, Nick Livingston, the CEO at Honeit. H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview tool, okay? I want to remind everybody that Derek Zeller, you know, the crank who calls into the show sometimes and harasses me on Twitter, he's got a new book out. It's on Amazon, okay? So you can just go to Amazon, put in Derek Zeller or Zeller. He's probably the only one. Uh, Mitch Sullivan, the other cranky recruiter, mm-hmm. he's got a new book, too, on Amazon. Sorry. He's, he's one of the best, nice. by the way. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah, I love his uh, dry sense of British humor. Okay, and I want to now welcome our special guest, the Elvis Presley of sourcing, Shelly Stecker! I sound like Oprah. Uh, Shelly, are are you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank goodness. Okay. I want to do a slightly different kind of intro today. Shelly, can you repeat this after me? Shelly, you there? Mm. Shelly, you there? Yeah, good. Okay, here's what you say. <laughs> Hi, my name is Shelly Steckerel. Your turn. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Shelly Steckerel. I run the Sourcing Institute Foundation. I run the Sourcing Institute Foundation. And I'm speaking to you right now from the Recruiting Animal Show. Go ahead. And I'm speaking to you live right now from the Recruiting Animal Show. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Shelly oh, runs the sourcing. We're gonna get. We're gonna let you talk about your training in a little while. But I'll just say, Shelly, when you know, like ten years ago or something, when be when no one else was uh, publicly talking about Boolean strings and sourcing and all that stuff, there was Shelly. Shelly was there. He's a monumental figure. Okay, and uh, his sourcing institute provides training for sourcers. And I, I, you got to read his self promotion <laughs> over on LinkedIn. I like it. It's very aggressive. He says, I train the most important people in the company, the recruiters and He's sourcers. He's salespeople? And- He's in sales training now? No. No, I train the recruiters. Recru- There's no salespeople without recruiters. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. chicken okay. or the egg. No. So let's do some. Uh, no, mm-hmm. okay, we'll get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know the recruiters and sourcers are the most important people. I agree with Shally, but nobody comes out and says it right. like that. Let's go pile up a bunch of names and resumes and see if a check just shows up. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Let's yeah. do okay. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shally, we're going to get into some nitty questioning. I just won that, by the way. I win. Well, we'll get back to it, Jerry. No, go ahead. Another I admit I won, and let's move on. I don't think you won, okay? That, he says there's no salespeople before you find some, get someone to hire them, okay? Okay. Okay, look, Shally, have you ever been in LinkedIn jail? Shally. Yeah, several times. Why? How did you get there? And, like, you know, you're an expert. I thought you could avoid that. How did you get in well, LinkedIn Well, yeah, I've avoided it in the last year, but um, not more than a year ago I was in it. So when I first started on LinkedIn in 2004, they didn't have any posted speed limits. You can pretty much just do, you know, whatever, send invites, add contacts. They didn't start adding those, inv- those um, invite limits and send limits until much later. And so the first few times I ended up in LinkedIn jail was, was frankly because I didn't know that there were any posted speed limits because they got posted afterward. So um, it, that, that was the, the, the first case. But most recently – I uh, didn't realize, this is just my own ignorance, I I had no idea that when I clicked on a profile and did the view public profile thing, it was counting hits against my maximum uh, number of views per month that's allowed to my personal account, even though I was using my business account, which is, you know, a a premium account. 
So for some reason, um, you know, when I would click on that view public, it kept track of it, and I ended up in, in LinkedIn jail because I exceeded the number of views, and so they shut me down for 24 hours. I had to explain that I was going from the paid account to the free account to look at their profiles in public. So I don't do that anymore, but that's the last time. That's the last reason I went, I went to jail. So uh, it's pretty easy to get in LinkedIn jail, and it's easy to get out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they basically give you 24 hours and then reset unless you, you know, unless you got kicked out completely. But for the most part, if you exceed limits or whatever, that's in my experience what they do is they throw up a block for 24 hours and they block your, your IP address and your account. Um, you don't even get an and email they or anything you, like that. They, you don't get an email? No, nothing. You don't they know. Can, what happens is you'll get a, a sticker on the screen that says, sorry, we're – um, un- undergoing repairs or something like that it doesn't even tell you that you've been kicked out. Really? Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you know? And, and so, when you were talking before about speed limits, what, what do you mean by that? By by you know trying to contact a bunch of people at one time? Is that is that it? Yeah. So you know you could add as many contacts as you wanted. You could upload contacts from a spreadsheet um, before, and there was no limit. And then they created a limit, so now you can't upload. A certain, a certain you know maximum amount of contacts so that was that was a limit that was imposed after they created the tool and then there's been other limits recently for example you can't send um, in mails that have a lower response rate than a certain threshold I don't know exactly what it is but if you send out too many emails or in mails rather that are not responded to then they'll shut down your in mail privileges and make make you have to send them out one at a time you can't do the the merge anymore so that's a limit they also now have a limit on the amount of connections you can have. So you can't have more than 30,000 first-degree connections, which is something that didn't exist before. So, yeah, that's you know, been for a long time already. Okay. That's yeah, been so for these are the kinds of, of you know, speed limits that didn't exist. Yeah, but they, they operate under the principle ignorance of the law is no excuse, right? So they make laws. They don't you know, promulgate them properly. They don't make sure everybody knows. When you break them, they get you, and then you learn your lesson. Is that essentially how it works? Yeah, that's right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, they, they claim, well, you should read the user agreement, um, but they, you know, now they're getting better about sending out a message saying we've changed our user agreement, so people are doing that more. Uh-huh. But that wasn't until very recent. I like to say it's, you know, they, they like to catch you speeding, but they don't tell you what the speed limit is. So they kind of really like to catch you doing things that you're not supposed to do rather than yeah. telling you what's within bounds. Yeah, they're so like I think that's those cops. They're like those cops uh, with the speed traps down south. Okay, uh, but hold on. One more thing about that. Weren't you a consultant to them? Like, weren't yeah, you a special I was person? for two years. Yep, uh, I actually uh, designed the LinkedIn Recruiter product, which is what we call it now. But back then it was the first, the first version of it, and it, it didn't have a name like that. It was just like LinkedIn Pro or something like that. Yeah, Al, so don't they send, don't they, you know, Put in a message, this is Shally, give this guy a break. No, obviously not. Can't rest no. on your laurels with those guys. Okay. Nope, not okay. at all. Okay. Are you a, a persistent cold caller? Will you call someone 20 times if you're trying to get in touch with them? Dial them, yes. Leave messages, no. So I've got a cadence that I follow that is a, a plan, essentially. That's a combination of email, calling, texting, um, social media, things like that. So I will make several calls, but I will only leave a message every few days, like every two or three days. So I might try that number several times during the day, and if they don't answer, I just hang up. Um, I don't like to leave voicemails all the time. I'll just leave that one initial, then wait a few days and leave another one. But I will call several times. I find that if you call several times, they, they will answer after a few attempts. Everybody's got a certain threshold that they, they want to see you try a couple of times before they pick up, especially if your number doesn't come up um, in their directory on caller ID. It's just a number, and they don't know where it comes from. Do you block your but ID? Yeah. No, uh-huh. I now, don't. Jerry, Absolutely not. You don't. Okay. But Jerry says they can see that you're calling and pestering them, and they're going to be angry when they finally connect with you. Is that true or not? Not in my experience when, you know, if I call several times, I, I'm only leaving one voicemail, and then I'm also sending a text yeah, message from the same can, number. You're leaving yeah. a message every time. Whether you want to tell them what your message is uh, is up to you. But 
your, yeah, your so phone number there is Charlie, 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 Charlie. Yeah, that's really annoying. Yeah. So. Okay, you send text messages. Okay, but text messages only go to cell phone numbers. Okay. Correct. So do you always right. have? Do you always have the cell phone number as well? I don't. What I do is I use Google Voice. So when I dial out, I dial through Google Voice, and then I'll send a text message immediately after the call, also through Google Voice, so the message comes in from the same number that the voicemail is left from. And if it's not a mobile, if it's any kind of landline or anything like that, I just get a, you know, an error that bounces back, which happens less and less nowadays. People are uh, fa- phasing you- out their, their, their home lines, man. I mean, most numbers that you see now are cell phone numbers, animal. Well, I used to check to see if they were, but I don't even check anymore. I just send the text because it's rare yeah. that it bounces. Yeah. Okay, you're using you, – you don't use – you use Google Voice for your primary method of making calls? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's very easy. So it's an extension um, on your Chrome browser, and when I'm looking at my CRM, all I have to do is click the phone number, and it will actually dial out, place the call to my number, whichever – it's my desk or my cell phone – and then if I pick up, it connects the, the calls. So I don't actually have to dial. I can just click, and it goes through. And it also has the advantage of when I send a text message, the text message they receive is from the same number that made the call. If I did it any other way, I would have to use the same phone number that I call and text from, and I'm not always consistently in the same place. I might be at home, home office. I might be at the office in you know, the building. I might be on my cell phone, et cetera. So I find it's more consistent uh. and also trackable. Okay, but is it making a call? Once it calls your phone and your phone calls the destination, is that like a landline call or is it a, a VoIP call? What is it? What's happening there? It's basically a, a VoIP call at that point, connecting to whatever their PSTN is, if they have one. Uh-huh. It might be VoIP to VoIP. And how's the quality? How's the quality? It's now your line, so it's the quality of your line. I've never had any issues. Oh, with that's it. what I meant. That's what I meant. Okay. Yep. Anybody really want to say anybody? The two. Okay. Anybody got a question for Shally? Anybody got a question? I don't okay. think anybody's okay. on the call today. I am. There's a lot of people here. Who's who's here? You got a question? Who do you think? Kathy's here. Hi, Shally. Hey, how's it going? Glad you're Kathy? Pretty good. How are Kathy? you? Kathy's back Doing from well, the dead. Yeah, I know. Uh, for the second time, I know. That's just yeah. crazy. Okay, no third times. No third times, Kathy. Not. Man. No third yeah. times unless you need it. <sighs> you know what I'm how saying? Comas, like there, How many comas do you have to go in, okay? And well, I gotta tell you, Jerry. For every one that you go in, you, you wanna you want your way out though. It's yeah, six you want months your way out. worth. Six months worth and I'm down to ninety three pounds. It's disgusting. Mm. Well, I won't you're a pretty small trouble. person. I, you're, what are you normally, 95? Okay. No. I've okay. lost like 10 well, pounds. Bad. Shelly's not, Shelly's not here to talk about comas, okay? We'll talk okay. about that another time, okay? Enough, enough. I'm okay. back. Okay. Shelly, Shelly, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, good. Okay. What about getting business via LinkedIn postings? Uh, I, I do you post a lot on LinkedIn, uh, you know, and, and does business come into you by that way? Because I've heard a lot of people say recently that that is a fantastic way to get business. I, you know, I think I do. The problem is that it's hard for me to track it because people are looking me up on LinkedIn. So they may have seen me at a conference. They may have had, um, you know, a conversation with me. And then they pull my, my LinkedIn profile up, and from there – they initiate contact. So I might get an email or a, or a message, but, it, you know, I, I don't really know if they if, – if it's the chicken and the egg, like you were saying before. Did they find me on I LinkedIn and that's that. how I got the business, or did they find so me you elsewhere? Got a, you got a problem. you got a problem tracking source of hire, in other words, for yourself, right? Exactly, source of – yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that it's, it definitely has an effect, and I've got a hundred and something like 150,000 followers on my um, LinkedIn so I know people are seeing it, and it, gets show me, it shows me the number of people that react to my posts and things like that. So it has an effect, but I would say it's probably the same type of confusion that you would get if you had a popular blog. I mean, you, you know, you might make the, 
assumption that people are coming to you because of the blog, or you might make the assumption that they found your blog because they were looking for you. So, um, okay. Let me ask a follow-up there. Okay. So let's say that Jerry or me, or let's say Kathy wants to get back in the business on as an independent it, should we should we start you know writing little articles that and posting them regularly on LinkedIn? Is that you know a, 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 um, an important way for for business development at the end of 2017, as opposed to just cold calling a bunch of people? You know what I I think you have to start somewhere, but it's a long road if you're going to start writing content to do content marketing. It's a lot of work, and you're gonna you're, you're information and your your articles your content's not going to be seen by a lot of people at first so what the barrier is people just kind of give up you know because they do it for a few months and they don't get a lot of traffic from it unfortunately you're you're not going to get a lot of traffic at the beginning you have to you know build up an audience just like you've built up your audience on your radio show and just like you built up your network on LinkedIn you're going to have to build up your followers that way too so no, no, but hold it on, is a on good LinkedIn. technique but it's a lot of work but wait a second, on LinkedIn, there's tons of people there. I mean, almost all all of us already have thousands of, con- excuse me, connections. So thousands you don't of have HR to- and recruiter connections. But see, the oh, thing maybe. is, guys, it's a matter yeah. of push versus pull. So LinkedIn is a push people. platform versus Facebook, which is a pull platform. In other words, people go on Facebook and they search for stuff. When for content, I mean, when, when they go on LinkedIn, people don't really search for content as much as they're searching for people. So they're finding your profile, then reading your content. It's not; it's the other way around. So I think if you find more interactivity and more engagement on Facebook, it's because there are actually people who search Facebook for stuff and treat it kind of like a search engine. For recruiters, whereas but not LinkedIn, for recruiters. Not for recruiters. Wait, wait. No, co- no content. Just con- I'm saying content nope. in general. Animal uh, well, Crossing. Yeah. yeah, Kathy, go ahead. You sound very good, Kathy. Sally, you sound good. Sally, how do go you ahead. how do you search on Facebook, or do you even use it? Oh yeah, I I search very. Okay, hold on a sec. Wait a second. That's a big question. Let me do an ad before we get. Shelly, hold that thought. Kathy, you too. Okay. Hey everybody. If you heard my intro. I said that working with a diverse group of people makes you think harder, and that makes you smarter. You're always thinking, how can I present my ideas to these people who don't know what I know, right? And I want to tell you that nobody is more diverse and inclusive than PC Recruiter. And you know why? Because some recruiting software is made for direct hire, and some is made for executive search, and some is made for temp staffing, but PC Recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting, and they work with every kind of recruiter, no matter how diverse. And not only that, it's made for every size of recruiting organization, from the smallest to the biggest. And you might ask me, Animal, how can that be? And I'm going to tell you, and here's why. PC Recruiter is configurable. Can you say that? Configurable. Just say it to yourself in your own mind. They don't put you in... Yeah, thank you, Jerry. They don't put you in a straitjacket. You can change it to suit your needs. You can change it to suit your needs. You can be an individual. Remember what I'm always saying? Big or small, we fit them all. Well, it's true. So go check them out at pcrecruiter.net. pcrecruiter.net. Dot net. Thank you. Okay. Now, Kathy's got that question for Shally. Ask it again, please. How do you – do you use Facebook for sourcing, and if so, how do you use it? Yes, very extensively, and there are it's, – it's a little bit complex, but there are lots of ways to search on Facebook using the – concept of, of intersections. So think of like a Venn diagram where you have two circles. Let's say one circle is people that work at Microsoft and the other circle is people who are engineers. And the two circles overlap in the middle, that intersection. So you can use Facebook to find those overlaps because in Facebook everything is an object. So people, pages, places, everything is basically what they call a node. And you can search across all the nodes and combine that search to get pretty complex um, criteria. So, for example, you could look for 
people that went to a school, live in a city, and work at a company and have a job title and speak a language. All of that criteria can be used, and you're finding so everyone on Facebook. Hold on a sec. Wait, 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 wait. That's the same formula that came out. I think you were working with a guy here in Canada, Syed something or other, and uh, that's a formula that, that came out with the, with the graph, right, with the Facebook graph search. Am I right? So, yeah, when Facebook launched their graph search, they changed their architecture to an architecture they call Unicorn, and it's a whole new structure for their data that's based on these essentially nodes and edges. A node is a, is a piece of information, like a page, a person, and an edge is the criteria. So edges connect nodes, and that's the whole architecture. But what happened was they turned off the visual component of graph search because they were getting overloaded with a lot of requests, and there were also some concerns about um, privacy, which I can tell you those concerns are quite legitimate because some of the criteria that I use to search is very, very specific. I can display a map of all the places that you've checked into, for example. So they turned it off from the user point of view, but the, the architecture still remains. So you can still do all those searches. You just need to know how to use the command line to search. Well, are you creating URLs? I mean, like you know, source you know search strings, or are you doing it through a through a link in in Facebook? Yes, I'm I'm using URLs that I'm building, kind of like Lego building blocks. Right. Okay. Okay. So I've got one more question about Facebook searches. So let's say I wanted to find people who commented on a certain. Can you search someone else's comments? Yes, you can search. All of someone's comments, you can search all of the pages that they liked, all of the posts that they created, all of the groups that they joined. So, like, if I was wanted to prepare for this show and I wanted to see all the comments that Shally Steckerl made, how would I do that? So my user ID is 717-970-194. You put that into yeah. the search string, and it will show you all of my comments. Let me see if I can post it. To the animal Don't do it now. Right no, now. no, 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 no. You're you're paying attention to the show right now, okay? All okay, right. Kathy, is that okay? Kathy, is that done? Anybody else got a question about that Facebook before I move on? Anybody? No? Jerry, did you understand it? Too much nodes and edges? Too little are hard you, for you? Are, your your search criteria, Shally. Are you just typing it all up in the search box? Or are you using some other tool outside of Facebook to like go in there? I'm typing it into the search box, not, not the search box, the actual address, the URL, because I want to have manual control. There is a tool can, can you, out there. Can you tell me what you mean by that, typing it into the search yes, bar? Yes, I can. Um, but the answer to the other question is there is a tool out there by um, Shane McCusker, and it is a, a company called Intelligence Software. It's a Chrome add-on that kind of makes it easy for you. But unfortunately, it doesn't have all of the criteria that, that you would need. So it's, it's a good starting point. So what I, what I mean by manual is I'm typing in the commands like intersect and union, whether it's a group, a page, or members. So I'm, I'm searching, for example, for pages named Microsoft and people with the job title engineer. And I'm actually typing that into the address bar manually because I want to be able to add lots of criteria together. For example, I can say, find me all the people that work at Microsoft in Atlanta and Miami and Chicago, that combination. Uh-huh. I'd have to see a picture of that to understand what he's talking about. What are about you just you typing that in there? Or are you using, is this some kind of foreign language that we should all I'm know? I'm using here? the command line in the, in the address. So every, every one of these... Uh, components has a basically a, a name for what it is. These nodes all have names, so I'm typing those directly in. You almost need kind of like a hmm. like a dictionary, which is what I have. I on my Evernote, no, I got I've got a, yeah, I've got a, a list okay, of you know, all the a, commands. Th okay, that brings me. That's a I'm good segue. That's a good move. Yeah, that's beyond us. It was, beyond it, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Once again, Shelly comes on the show, proves we're dummies. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't walk Stop on. doing this. He makes, he makes me want to use Facebook, but I have to say to myself, well, I don't really know how. I mean, Kathy asked him that same question, right? 
and uh, I didn't understand him then. And then Jerry asked, and he gave more details, and I realized I really don't understand. But he's uh, really but not. A, but, but let me just say at least what I'm interpreting here. He's not actually using Facebook in in, yeah, in a typical is. sense. No, he's not going no, to Facebook. No, no, he's not. He's okay, not so then he's not using Facebook. Sense. He's finding people on Facebook. Wait That's a minute. Right. Right, Shelly, are you using the search string like in Google, or are you using it in Facebook? I'm typing the address directly into Facebook. If you go to the um, animal page, I just posted an example. Okay, and okay, then great. what is, what is the animal page edge? now? What is the difference between an Recruiters edge and a online. node? What's the difference he between just an edge said. He just said. I don't get it. Okay. okay. Would you take it easy on my friend Kathy, please? She's been through a lot. Okay. God. Oh, who do you think? Who do you think brought Kathy back? I've sent out so much energy from this show, okay? It takes a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah. It Kathy, takes you're a lot out of you, does it? Okay. <laughs> no, I want to uh, I want to ask uh, I, I want to I'm everyone's energy. Yeah. I want to ask Shally a, a related question and we can talk more about Facebook, but I'm going to ask the question then I'm going to do an ad. Shally, there's this whole fad now of uh sorcerers becoming coders or they have to understand coding for sorcerers i want you to talk about that if you know anything about it and first i'm going to do an ad though for my good friends over that hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l hire tool is a full service sourcing tool you tell it what you want and it writes boolean strings for you then it gives you back ranked results it tells you who is best for your job, and it tells you who is likely to be ready for a move. And it also guesses the salary range of these people, and it searches a ton of sites for you, like Facebook, GitHub, and LinkedIn. Look, you just saw with me and Jerry, we're not shallies, okay? We don't know what on earth we're doing. We need crutches. We need help, right? And that's what Hire Tool is all about. And you know what? There's a page. I should give it a URL. Someone on my Facebook group said, do you use Hire Tool? And a bunch of, what do you think of it? A bunch of people started talking. Uh, I, I won't give out all the names, but they say, I use it, and it's great. Every day they're adding more features. The famous Amy Miller said, I'm obsessed with Hire Tool. I've never not, that's a double negative, but she used it. She said, I've never not found a personal email, and the analytics so far have been spot on for several we've checked. That's the stuff I was talking about before, the ranked results, the salary range, whether they're ready to move okay, or not. Okay, we she get it. We, for her. we get it. We get it. Okay, let, just hey, let me Shally. do a little more. Let me Seriously? do a little more, Jerry. That was a two-minute ad. Jerry, not yet. It's not two minutes yet. I just want to wrap up, okay? Please. This is your coffee money. If you don't want me to do this, no, then no, you're not no, going to no, get paid, no, okay? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway. Okay. I just want to quote this guy, Michael Krause. Well, one day he's going to be a guest on the show. He, he'll do five searches on Hire Tool at the same time. He says it saves you lots of time. And it saves you lots of money. Okay, I'll cut it short there because of Jerry. You go to HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. And you know what? Ask Nin Tran to do a demo for you. N-I-N-H, Tran. He's very good, doesn't pressure you. He, he, bring a search. He'll do a search for you and see if you like it. Okay, okay. back okay, to Okay, so Shally, you, have posed, you said he posted an example in, in Animals Group, Recruiters Online. Yeah. Um, so I click on it. It just shows me stories you've commented on. I mean, I can do a search on that on my own. I mean, I, I'm not sure. A, that, I guess I'm not sure what question. that's an example of. That was an answer to Animal's question. He said he wanted to find all the posts from someone, all the comments. The comments. From someone. Not, well, anybody yeah. can do that. What kind okay. of example no, is I don't that? Know how. I tried. I tried, Jerry, when Adam Godomsky was on. I tried. I didn't know how to do it. Search that's the group. Come on, man. No, I, no, I thought, thought Shelly was going to show us how to find all the Microsoft people that live in Atlanta that go bowling. I can do that. Okay. That's okay. the kind of okay. stuff I want to see. The, gosh. Somebody needs to take charge of this stuff because it's clearly. Shelly, Shelly, let's yeah. talk about the Sourcing Institute. Uh, we'll get back to that stuff about all sourcing right. and coding. So 
you pardon have me for trying to actually get something useful. No, out I'm going to bring it, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, I'm going to bring it in because this I want to see. Is this what Shally is teaching? You know, Shally says on his uh, LinkedIn profile. Let me just go there for a second. I build enterprise recruiting engines for f- Fortune 500 brands. Blah 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 blah. I, what do you see? Okay, yeah. When you partner with me, your recruitment teams achieve the hiring goal. Anyway. You teach people how to source, and you promise, whether they're experienced or they're junior, they're going to improve, and you're going to hit more hiring goals. Yes or no? You promise that, don't you, Shally? That is correct. I do. Okay. And is this sophisticated Facebook searching, is that an important part of what you're teaching these days? It is. There are about 30 different topics that we talk about, and Facebook is definitely one of them, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, or others using search engines. But we also talk about effective outreach. We teach people how to use their email to get better deliverab- deliverability so their emails actually get uh, delivered at a higher rate. We talk about persuasion. So it's the, it's the full gamut of recruiting. We're known for sourcing because that's what I like and it's what I write the most about, and I've always been innovating in that area. But the curriculum really covers A to Z. If someone could, could take the entire course and become a recruiter and start recruiting, in fact, we, we have quite a few people that do that from the foundation and uh, find jobs as sources and recruiters as a result. Uh-huh. But you're saying someone like Jerry, who's a, a guy who's earned tons of money in recruiting, he tells us, I've seen a picture of his house, okay? It's very big. But you're saying he could actually improve his ability if he took a course like this as well. Am I right? Correct. But you uh, only offer. I have a know-it-all you... attitude and a, in general, kind of a shitty <laughs> attitude. No, 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 oh, no trust say... me. Shally's yeah, stuff ahead. is so intricate. I, I, if I was working today or when I was working at Deloitte, I still use some of Shally's techniques, and they worked, especially uh-huh. for in-mails and things. I mean, it's stuff that's invaluable. Really is. Yeah, we continue to develop all the time. So the answer is yes. If you if you want to improve, now here's the thing: if your performance is satisfactory and you are where you want to be, and there's no room for growth, or you have no interest, then of course I'm not gonna, you know, any coach will tell you that it takes two. The coach isn't gonna do all the work for you. If you just don't want to be coached, that's fine. I can't. I'm not gonna force. Well, no, I'm not I don't know. Jerry, I have to tell you, Jerry, whenever anybody suggests something new, uh, he's on it during the show. He checks it out while we're going on. Jerry is open to learning, okay? Uh, so, but let's no, say I'm somebody. open to proving people wrong. Okay. And there's a, there's, there's a difference, and it, there's an art to it. Uh-huh. I cannot, at the moment, prove Shally wrong. So Right. Okay. But if you, if you try to prove him wrong, if you right. tried to prove him wrong and you stumbled into the fact that he was right, mm. you might become a convert, right? You might learn something. Mm, absolutely. Right? Yeah, okay. uh, absolutely. But I learned it on the page. I posted another example there that you might like. Okay. That's the Good. Microsoft yeah, so this is what made. we want. Yeah. But let's say we wanted we, – we're not – you're saying you're working with Fortune 500 brands now. So are you only going into big corporations and, and teaching teams? Or what about individual third-party recruiters? If they wanted to take a training from Shally, uh, do they have access? Yes. All of our courses are online, and we also have regular webinars. So Can I ask Shally real quick? Okay, I'm on your example here. I, I see an example of the results. Okay. I I was just trying to understand the actual characters that you're typing in order in the in the uh, address bar That's to, to exactly get these kind what, of results. Yep. You look at the address bar and you can and you can read it. I can see them. I can see them. It's got that that number seven one seven nine. Is that my number seven one seven nine seven zero one nine four? Those are yeah. And then those are says, my comments. And then it's Jerry's flash. looking at the Microsoft oh, you, one. Okay, and then it's Mine, mine's just showing me Facebook.com, search.str, Microsoft, pages.net. Okay. Is that, okay, that's, 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 that's what you typed in there? Yep, yeah, exactly. look at the top that's of it. Exactly look at right. the address pages bar. Pages named Microsoft and, mm-hmm. and pages named Atlanta that are cities. So people that mm-hmm. work at Microsoft and live in Atlanta, and we can continue adding other criteria, for example, uh, what school they went to, what language what they What about speak. a particular skill set, like a any any random buzzword, like SAP? Sure. You just put a slash and then SAP at the end? 
you would use one of the, for example, one of the interests. So it could be a topic or an interest, and you would use that certification oh, program. You know, this isn't good for radio. This is not good radio, okay? Yeah, this, it is. this is not good radio. No, people no don't visual. call in here expecting good radio. So wh why all of a sudden yes, are you making a point of that? <laughs> this we is great radio. You're you're derailing it, you guys. Okay, yeah, let me move sorry. on. Derailing it. You've got you. You have one of the, if not the, top sourcing guy on the planet. I know. Yeah, on the phone yeah. right now, and yeah. I am having to drag you sideways to get. A little bit of helpful information, and you say I'm derailing the show. We want and your yeah, sponsors you are. are paying for this kind of crap? No, we want details, Animal. I mean, you know, not general oh, questions. It's going to take, take Jerry 20 minutes to get oh. Shally to explain how to build a, a string, okay? No, really? I've got one more question. Go ahead. It might be two. So the slash STR, what does that mean? Search. STR is search? Yep. So let me, oh, I see. I it's search STR. Yep. Let me decode it for you kind of working backwards, okay? So yeah, the first okay. part of it is basically you're telling Facebook that you want a search string. That's STR. Then you're giving it the name of a company. That could be Microsoft or any other company. So it's, S, it's search slash STR is Correct. you telling Facebook you want a search string. Right. And then okay. you have pages named employees, which is going to apply to company names or job titles. So okay. whether that's engineer or Microsoft. Gotcha. Then you have a switch that either you can use present, means they weren't there now, past, they weren't there before, but no longer, or mm. if you don't use either, then it'll include both. This My is mind is already shot. I have to move on. I'm sorry. I have I've ruined the show, move Animal. On. Yeah, you I did. ruined the show. You did. Yeah, I can't. I can't code software. Shally is a software coder. Yeah, but he already yeah, he told is. you dummies. He told you dummies can go to Sean Cusker, and I told you dummies can go to Hire Tool. Okay. Give me a break. And anybody can ask me. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, well, no, but you're tra you're 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 tra you're charging me. This is what your training is, okay? But let me hold on. I got to do another ad. But uh, oh, Shelly, the next question is Aaron Stevens. You talked to her on tw on Facebook just before the show. She wanted to know how she should structure her sourcing team. That's what we're going to talk yeah. about next, right? Is that okay? Okay. okay. So, hey, everybody, start timing the ad, Jerry, okay? Every day people are posting on my Facebook group, what ATS should I use? What ATS? Every day. It's the most important question, right? I'm going to tell you what ATS to use, PC Recruiter. Jerry's always posting it. Him, picture him in that seal. He's in the back of a boat, and a seal's sitting beside him. Hey? And the seal's asking him, what ATS should I use? And I'm going to tell that seal, you should use PC Recruiter. You know why? Because PC Recruiter bends over backwards to suit you. Big or small, I told you a minute ago, PC Recruiter fits them all. You can be a solo recruiter or a large team in a giant organization. This software is malleable. You buy it and then you change it to suit yourself. It's like going to a custom tailor, okay? And that's what you want. You don't want someone else to tell you what your software is supposed to look like. You want someone to give you the basics and let you customize it to suit yourself, right? You're just like a, a detailer who likes buying a car and fixing it up special. That's what PC Recruiter does for you, okay? PC Recruiter is diverse. PC Recruiter is inclusive. And you know what? They give you good service, too. So check them out, pcrecruiter.net. If you go to YouTube, put in two, what is it, two-minute Tuesdays, and you can see all kinds of examples of how to, how to, how to work with pcrecruiter.net. Okay, PCRecruiter.net, PCRecruiter.net. Back to the great Shally. Shally, if people want to get in touch with you and ask questions about your training, how can they do that? They can always email me at shally at tsi-corp.com. That's tough. Why couldn't you uh, take They can go to my Twitter, socket. at Shally. They can go to my LinkedIn, which is also LinkedIn in Shally. Uh -huh. Or type my name yep. into Facebook. You're the great show. Or go Shally. to TSI 
Corp.com. I don't think it's that tough. Okay. Shally. Okay. Shally. And you know what? You're very commun- – this is one of your best appearances on the show. I'm not trying to say that it's not good. I'm just saying we're getting into a very heavy, detailed, intricate thing. Interesting side in. note, if you don't mind, real quick. I just typed in just Shally in the address bar. Yeah. Shally is an alternative word for a knife or the act of stabbing someone. In what language? I don't. I assume Australian. Sounds okay. Great. I swear, man, I could pull out a shally on this guy. Is what, yeah, is okay. what the example let's is. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's pull a shally on uh, structure of Aaron Stevens' uh, sourcing department. Do you, do you have an idea what she's looking? What information she needs? Shall? I think so. So th- there's obviously every organization is going to have different needs in their in their organizational structure. But there are some universal aspects to sourcing, and one of them is that sourcing can very easily be centralized. It doesn't have to be centralized, but it can easily be centralized because most of what we do is global or at least, you know, countrywide. So we don't really need to be somewhere physically in person like a recruiter since we're not meeting candidates for interviews or hiring managers um, all that much. So when you consider that sourcing is something that can easily be centralized, there is a natural organizational structure that applies really well to working with sourcing teams. Consider that sourcers and sourcing teams harvest a large amount of information, and they have to work in batches because recs are we are getting batches. to the point? Are we getting yes. to the point? I ask you how to structure an apartment. I don't know what you're talking about now. Go ahead. So. If you use the same kind of organizational structure that, say, intelligence agencies use, yeah, which is you have two or three people that work in different channels. Let's say you've got a sourcer that sources on Facebook, another sourcer that sources on LinkedIn, and another sourcer that's a telephone sourcer. Those uh-huh. three people form a team, and then they are deployed as necessary on various recs. So you assign the team to the rec until they – fill the pipeline, and then they move on to the next one. So that way, those pods, as I call them, if you go to my Twitter, you'll see an infographic that says how to structure your sourcing team. It's pinned to the top of the list, and that infographic shows you what I'm talking about. You want these loose teams that are comprised of specialists, and within each one of the teams, there's a point person that is the outside world contact. They're not the ones that are going to be managing the team, they're just the the go between on the other teams, so it's very okay. Similar but hold on, let me a question. To, uh, uh, stop, uh, question. Stop. Let me I don't care about I this. can't explain okay. it. Okay, go ahead. Go if ahead. you want me to answer the question, you have to let me do it. Go ahead. So to, go ahead. To finish, what I'm saying is it's very similar to what scrum teams do in development. It's not the same, but it's similar. So if you want an example, go to my Twitter, look at scrum teams, and look at how intelligence organizations put their teams together. Okay. Now, here's the thing. So there's an echo. Somebody's on the – I let a new guy in. Okay, and I will ignore it until it gets really bad. So, But you've got – you're saying these sourcers should, should be specialized on LinkedIn, Facebook, or telephone sourcing. So I would have thought that someone who's a good LinkedIn sourcer could be, you know, do Facebook sourcing as well. You actually think it's important to divide people or with those different skill sets for Facebook and, and LinkedIn? That is one form of specialization. The other could be regional, and the other could be functional. So you can have a sourcer that specializes in the U.S., another one that specializes in Europe, or you can have a sourcer that specializes in developers, another one that specializes in salespeople. Okay. You can do it by channel, by function, uh or by geography. Okay, but you're a generalist sourcer, right? You'll source for any kind of position. Am I right? Correct. Okay. But well, what do you think generally, though, that should sourcers be generalists like that, or are they going to do a lot better work if they've got some specific industry that they're used to sourcing? I think it boils down to the basic concepts. A big mistake a lot of people make is they go and learn sourcing from someone that's showing them a bunch of tricks. Tricks don't always work, and they don't port from one 
industry or geography to another. What we do instead is we show people how to think. So to me, sourcing is a way of thinking. It's a, it's a critical thinking process that you use. It's a workflow, a methodology. If you apply that methodology, you can apply it to any function, any geography, or any channel. Yeah, whatever that you're, means. You're, you're losing the audience here, animal. Yeah, it's a little high. It's a high level, but you yeah, don't want to interrupt them. I tried to interrupt, okay? I'm the guide. Some people yeah. don't want it. He threatened, he threatened me. He said, you let well, me finish or I'm out of here. How are, how are we supposed to find out how the, like, FBI or CIA or, or, or whomever – Conduct their search, you know, do their search strings. I mean, it's just like not their search strings, the team, the structure of the team, the reporting. Well, how do we find team. that out? It's, it's he just general, told you. It's he public knowledge. You. They have country desks. Inside the country desk, they have people that specialize in okay, open okay, intelligence, closed intelligence, etc. It's okay, got okay. it. It's out there. Charlie, do you ask for salary? No. Oh, oh really? So if you Correct. call someone up cold, cold calling them, you're not going to say, what are you earning? It is now illegal in several states, and it's going to become illegal in more states and probably Boy, several. that's an that's an easy excuse, an excuse many recruiters too timid to do our job have been waiting right, for for years. Right, I'm timid. Come on, Shelly. Yeah, I'm timid. That's why I don't hey, ask for salary. First couple of laws come across the books, and you're like, thank goodness. I haven't been asking for a long time, so these laws don't really affect me anyway. What, what, what I do and what I teach people to do is calibrate expectations and ask for their expectations. So if I'm talking to a candidate, how, how's that them, calibrating? what are your salary expectations as opposed to what are you making right now? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, yeah, I mean, this is clearly a topic that isn't easily um, uh, argued one way or another because it's it's been for years we've all especially even by our customers been expected to deliver what is your salary well, um, they have to be educated then they have to be educated that we can't ask that anymore i'm not going to educate anybody i'm, I'm going to tell them what their salary yeah, is because i'm still asking Kathy, what if you're living in indiana your clients in indiana there's no laws against it shally if you were doing that in indiana and the client said, I want to know what he's earning now or what she's earning now, what would you say to the hiring manager, the client? So I'm not an attorney, but the interpretation that I have is that it depends on the place of work. So if you're a recruiter in Indiana, calling someone in New York. No, no I didn't say calling in New York. Indiana, Come on, man. If Indiana, calling in a guy Indiana, across the street about an Indiana job. Really? I mean, seriously, like, do you expect people to want to come back to the show with the amount of interruptions? If you're calling someone you're in back. New York, and <laughs> I'm back because of you, this is, I mean, come on, let me speak here. If you're calling okay. someone in New York and they're going to be doing work in Indiana, then as far as I understand, it applies in Indiana, not in New York. If you're calling someone to do work in New York, then it does apply. That's, that's what I understand, not being an attorney myself. Correct. Okay. Can I interject something Don't, real quick? Please, Shelley, you okay. didn't answer Animal's question. Which one? He wasn't asking, what about Jerry, who's in Indiana, calling somebody in New York? My customer's in Indiana. I'm calling a candidate who's in Indiana. And my customer says, Jerry, what's your Indiana resident's current salary? What would you say? That was the question. That's the only reason I was going to object as long as it's, as long as it's legal. You've got to remember, we used to, a long time ago, ask people about their religion and um, pregnancy status, marital status, those are things you can't do anymore. I mean, law the law changes, and we have to change with it. So I'm not advocating point. for or against it. I'm just saying that it's a law that's being passed. I agree with your take on it's something that we've always done, and it is, it is part of our calibration process to understand where someone is. But if we're not allowed to do it anymore, we have to find ways around it. And the way I found around it is to ask what their expectation is for their – next job so they tell me what they want and oftentimes in the process they'll tell me what they're making now i just didn't outright say tell me what you're making now now the other thing uh -huh. that i also want to clarify is i read recently that if you do ask for their salary i think you can but you're compelled to then disclose the range of the job so again i'm not an attorney but i think if you say you know you have to tell me how much you make 
then you are also then obligated to tell them the actual which is fair. range for the job. Which is fair, but I got a question about that. I wanted that that was my next question, Shelley. If if they're paying somewhere between uh let's say ninety and hundred and ten, uh if I tell the candidate or if you tell the candidate, look, the top end is hundred and ten, are they gonna get insulted if the offer isn't hundred and ten? Not if you're a good recruiter. What do you mean? Well, if you're a good recruiter, you don't insult your candidates. That's not it. I mean, all of a sudden they say, hey, well, they're paying up to 110. I deserve 110. But the hiring manager and the team, they don't think you're the top candidate. So, to, you know, to get the maximum of that whole band or your salary band or whatever. So, you know, you're not insulting the person, but you say, look, they're going to give you 100 for They're offering 100 for this. What's wrong with me? Why don't I deserve the best, Right. They'll insult. They'll generate that insult themselves. You don't have to insult them. You could be as nice as could be. Well, you I'm talk- assuming they have other options. They could go elsewhere. Yeah, and you also talk to them about where they are currently. And if it's like a 20k jump, then they should be happy. You don't know with- where they are currently. You don't know necessarily. Oh yeah, in this well, case, you so did know where they are. According to Sally, you can ask what their expectations are, and if you are a good recruiter, you'll find out what they're making. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I have to do one more brief ad, and then we'll come back for Shelly. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about or say about you know the Sourcing Foundation that you haven't had a chance to say yet? Think of that, and I'm going to just do my brief ad. I've got a new sponsor. Uh, I'm not charging him. I just want him to know if he's listening. I said I'm not charging you for your first month. It's onboarding. Okay. His name is Nick Livingston, and his company is Honeit. H O N E I T. Com. And uh, I've done it. I've, I've used it. It's uh, a website. You go there and you interview your candidate. It records the uh, interview. And the interesting thing about it is something Jerry was working on years ago. You, uh, you press a button, and it, you know, the most important questions, it, it, it records them as clips. So you can just attach them to the resume and send them on, secure to the hiring manager. So the most important things he or she can listen to. They can actually hear the hear the uh, hear the hear the candidate talking about. It. Last thing about that, there was a really great article online that if you are speaking to somebody and you want to understand what they're feeling, you want to build that rapport with them, you're better off not seeing them, just listening. If you start seeing the person, it's too much information. It distracts you. you you're spread too thin. Okay, so hone it. H o n e i t dot com. Shally, back to you. Is there something you want to say about sourcing or recruiting or yourself or the Sourcing Foundation? Yeah, um, I, I, need, I need your help. I need everyone's help with something. We are fundraising, raising funds for the foundation, provide grants for people with disabilities, military veterans, and military spouses that have high unemployment rates. All these, all these communities have high unemployment rates. And what we're doing to raise these funds is we're putting on events in various cities. We call them Source U. The event is hosted by a company that provides the space, and everyone that attends gets a full day of training from uh, myself and a few other guest speakers, and the profits, all of it, basically goes towards the foundation. All we do is take out the uh, money for you know coffee and bagels or whatever, and, and usually the facility doesn't cost anything. So my ask is, if anyone out there knows of a location, a facility, uh, you're interested in having this event in your city, please let me know. And I would love to, you know, have a conversation with you about doing an event in your area. We, we do a lot of the, you know, logistics and everything, but we just really have a hard time finding the space. Um, it's usually a, a company that has a big conference room, training room, you know, 20 to 30 people. And it's been a really good way for us to raise funds that we can then use to provide the, um, the you know, job training for these people in this place. How much does it cost to attend? How much does it cost to attend? Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a donation. Uh, we usually will, will ask for somewhere in the $200, $300 range. Very inexpensive uh-huh. for a full day of training. Uh-huh. But and will you come different. out? You know, there's some. If, if Jerry went, if Jerry went, if it was, in, if you had it in Indianapolis, the recruiting animal show would sponsor Jerry as long as you guaranteed he'd know how to do a Facebook search when he left at the end of the day. Okay. Fort Wayne so would be better. In, Fort Wayne would be better. Well, I mean, Wayne, if this thing starts dinky, to snowball. It's Fort a dinky little be town. 
it's a it's small, okay? Let's say Indianapolis. Let's give us a chance. Okay, right. Charlie, I'll Charlie, I will publicize that on uh, my Facebook group. Uh, let me just say something, Charlie. I don't want you to leave the show mad at me. I am an I'm not- expert. I am an expert at this show. I know how to guide my guests in a way that's going to deliver their message to my audience. Not the audience in any audience in the world, but the audience for the Recruiting Animal Show. We've got certain limits, you know, to our comprehension that the guest has to understand, right? So I was just trying to help you. You called it interruptions. I call it guidance, okay? Just I want to make that clear to everybody. Okay? And if I was any part of that, Shelley, I'm sorry, too. Did you say? Did you say you're sorry, animal, or did you just explain why you did it? I'm uh, truly I sorry. Say I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I know you I didn't. said I had a good reason to say what I yes. said. Okay, Shelly, I think this is your best appearance ever. Okay, By I far. loved it, By even though far. <laughs> even though Jerry <laughs> took it someplace I wasn't keen on. Okay, so Shelly Steckerel at Shelly, the Sourcing Foundation, Kathy Manis. That's the only people who spoke to him.